What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast that gives awards to the best movies and TV shows from the previous year. I'm your host, Jeremy Bauman, and with me as always is Ben Oscar Wilde Stitch. How's it going, guys? How are you guys feeling today? You already know the answer, Ben. <laughs> and Bob, Oscar Meyer Liebel. Ow, my legs. Today we are hosting our first annual Big Movie Boys Oscars, a.k.a. the Bimbos. Ben, what are we in for tonight? Oh, we are in for a lot of fun. We did the halvesies, and the you thought the halvesies was fun in a good time, but this is a more serious note. We're going to have some fun, but this is all serious. No jokes on this podcast. I just want it to be a reflection on... The year of 2020 in the movie world and just entertainment overall. Bob, what can we expect from our categories as well as our nominees? What are you looking forward to? I think these nominees should be should feel honored just to be nominated. It seems like this is going to end up being a very prestigious award. You know, in a couple of years when this podcast gets real big. Um, yeah, first <laughs> annual. This is this is huge. Very excited. Love a lot of a lot of great nominees tonight. This was hard. This was very hard to choose some of these. So if you end up winning, you should be happy that you're nominated. If you end up winning, I mean, that's a, that's a big, big, big deal. The honor of a lifetime, some people are saying. But uh, let's, uh, let's talk about how this works a little bit. For the halvesies, you know, we had a bunch of, a bunch of standard categories as well as some, you know, sillier ones that we came up with. Uh, that maintains true in the bimbos. I'd say there's more serious categories this time around. But we got some fun ones in here as well. And the voting system is a little bit different this time around. We actually have a Big Movie Boys Academy that voted in this award show tonight. So uh, we had nine people total, the three of us, as well as six of the guests that you heard on the show over the last couple of months. And we sent the ballots out. We let everyone vote. We had the results. Now, there is the possibility that some of the results could end in ties. If that's the oh, case... Shit, Rip. Well, yeah. Yeah, what, the, what are we going to do? <laughs> we already talked about this. I don't remember. What are we going to do? In the event of a tie, then it's just going to come down to the three of us. We're going to vote between whatever tied for the winner, and then we'll just do a simple majority. As long as two of us vote the same, then that one will be the winner. If it ends up being like a three-way tie, which could also be possible... I hope that happens. It could just be a mess, so we'll have to play that one when we get to Let's, it. So We'll just rip the award in half and just send it to both of them. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, uh, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there, so to speak. I, so. I hope they're all ties. Everyone. <laughs> all three-way ties. All three-way ties. That would be interesting. Uh, I don't know, boys. What, should, we just, should we kick it off with our first of 16 categories? I yeah, say let's I'm go for, for it. This. I'm very excited for this. I'm so curious to see who won, won these. I, that is part of the fun, is that I truly don't know what is going to win in each category. I know what I you know, felt strongly about, but I think like the real Academy, our Academy maybe saw 30% of the shows and movies that were nominated, so I think anyone has a real shot in every category. Yeah, and even like just looking at the all the categories right now, I don't even remember everything i voted for so i'm in for some surprises as well 
torn on a lot of these a lot of these uh categories i was it was tough not know what to pick all right well let's let's jump into our first one here we're starting with a fun one the first category of the official 2020 bimbos is best friend of the show robert pattinson moment the nominees included delusions from the devil all the time our first look at the batman robert pattinson getting covid his acting in Tenet, and the meme of him standing by a fridge. Ben, what did you end up voting for in this very difficult category? Yo, honestly, I think I spent more time on this one than any other category, but I ended up going with, I loved everything here. COVID probably is the one that goes down for me. It's not one I even thought about, but I ended up going with the meme because I fucking love that meme. It is so funny. His face in that is hysterical. What about you, Bob? Yeah, for me, this was probably the hardest category. Um, you know, in hindsight, him getting COVID might be what I have voted for. But I think I ended up, I think I went with the delusions from uh, Devil All the Time. Just because I love yelling delusions around my house. And I love that fucking movie. And I thought he had an incredible performance. So I think I, I did pick delusions for this one. You two nailed the two that I was split between. I mean, these are all great nominees but at the end of the day was it delusions or was it the meme and i had to go with the meme i think i got a little bit more out of that one than delusions as great as delusions is to say and that trailer was and everything but i ended up going with the meme as well so let's uh let's take a look at our first result first of the, the academy evening. said the official winner according to our academy is we're starting with a tie. There were yes. Yes! <laughs> four votes for the meme and four votes for delusions. That means one person just voted for something else then? Okay. So, I mean, our, well, well, I we think have it's the opportunity to, to switch our own votes. We don't have to double down, but I think I'm going to stick personally with the meme. I'm going to stay with delusions. Um, ben, I think I know what you're... What you're going to do, you're going to switch it to something else so we can have our first three-way tie. <laughs> no, no, if, I, if it's I a tie, we're only voting between these two. Between these two. You know what? Uh, this this one's tough, but I'm going to do the obvious and switch it to delusions. That's oh, yes! <laughs> yes! The first bimbo of the evening goes to Robert Pattinson for yelling, delusions. Just the greatest line reading of the year. I think I have to go with that. I'm not upset. I voted for meme twice, but I'm not upset by this one. All right. Our next category was best COVID compliant return to sports. This one, this one feels right up my alley. I'm glad I'm doing this one. So for this one, we did uh, which sport did like came back from COVID the best, right? This was between the MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, and then uh, some sport called UFC. I'm not really sure what that one is, but Bob, what did you, what did you uh, put down for this one? So I was to I was torn between NBA and UFC just because I really enjoyed watching the bubble and you know the playoffs for NBA and I thought that was pretty entertaining. But I went with UFC just because UFC was putting on like international fight cards from a they literally bought a fucking island so that they could quarantine on an island and have international fights. And they were the first sport back, and they literally have been putting on a show every weekend since they did come back. So I'm going to go with UFC. I think hands down they handled this the best and had the best return to sports. I was right there with you, Bob. I was between NBA and UFC for all the same reasons. 
Ultimately, I ended up going with NBA, though, just because the way that they were able to do the bubble, the fact that they had all the teams in one place and they could really just kind of customize their uh, stadium to be whatever they wanted to, basically, and they were able to have the virtual fans and they were the first ones to start pumping in crowd noise and everything. I thought it was super cool, especially early on when they came back. So I ended up going with NBA. Yeah, for me, this was this was the toughest one for me, uh, obviously between those two ones. And, uh, I mean, the NFL, NHL, MLB, they've all had some – I think they all had COVID cases, right? Maybe not the NHL. But uh, I obviously – I just went with the NBA because I like it better and because I think they did a better job. Not just – no, they had no uh, positive cases while they were down there, but also, like, the – the platform they gave the players to like talk about social justice issues. I think that was just uh, the best overall way to do it. And I, so that is what I voted for, but let's see, let's see what the Academy said. The, we have six other people on this Academy. So our second bimbo of the night or best, what is this called? <laughs> this one's a long one. Best COVID compliant return to sports goes to the NBA with five votes. Wow. There we go. Not a tie. We saw two of them. Sorry, Bob. Well, hey, how many people voted for USC? Do we know? Was it just me? Probably, yeah. I don't have those. I only have the winning results here in front of me. All right. Well, I guess we will move on to the next category. Uh, this was a very tough one uh, for a lot of different reasons. It is best streaming service. The nominees are Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus, uh, CBS All Access, Disney Plus, HBO Max. Hulu, Netflix, Peacock, Amazon Prime Video, and Quibi. I'm not exactly sure who put that one on there. Ben, <laughs> do you remember? There is a lot of there's a lot of nominees here. Do you remember which one you ended up voted, voting for? Yeah, this one was the toughest one for me, I think, just because I, I use I think like almost every single one of these besides uh Peacock. I use Quibi the most, I would say, but I think I ended up going with uh, the most generic one. This I chose Netflix, but I think by the time we do uh, the second annual Bimbos, Netflix might be uh, behind some of these other uh, choices. But I stuck with it for now. Jeremy, what about you? Uh, you know, I wanted to put Quibi. I wanted to give Quibi my vote. You know, it gave us a lot of content to talk about on this podcast, so you got to respect it for that. But uh, in reality, I was kind of between Netflix and HBO Max. I had to go HBO Max, though. I, it almost blew my mind when I remembered that HBO Max came out this year. Yeah, right in May, I think. Uh-huh. And while like a lot of the uh, promotion for it was kind of confusing and we weren't exactly sure what it was, I think after it launched and we were able to kind of figure out exactly what HBO Max actually was, it was a consolidation of HBO Now and Go. It was kind of more of the Warner Brothers streaming service. There's a lot of great original content on there, a lot of great licensed content on there. And yeah, ultimately, considering it's only not even a year old and how high ranking it is on my charts overall, I think when you look at 2020, HBO Max really stood out for me. So I'm pretty sure I voted for HBO Max. Yeah, I was I was torn. Um, Amazon Prime Video snuck in there. Just like, use that a lot. I feel but, like, uh, yeah, Bob, you use that more than me and Jeremy do. I do. I definitely use that pretty often. But I went with Netflix. I went with the tried and true. So yeah, my pick was for Netflix. But it looks like uh, the Bimbo Award for Best Streaming Service goes to Netflix with five votes. 
I saw that one coming, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that that was it was a tough one, but congrats to them. Doesn't surprise me. I'm not upset by it. I think, uh, like Ben said, we may have a different winner come next Bimbos, however. I think the tides are changing. I'm getting into HBO Max, Jeremy, if I'm being honest. Ever since I got it, it's all I've been watching. and I Don't say you fan. got it. Ever since you got my password. I don't have your password. It didn't work. <laughs> oh, it's some, okay. You tricked me, I think. But I ended up buying it myself. Let's get uh, let's get to the most masturbatory award of the evening. That is the best episode of the Big Movie Boys podcast. There could have been, in my opinion, thirty-two nominees on this list, but <laughs> unfortunately, we had to bring it down to six or seven, however many we went with. The nominees include episode eight, Guy Fieri should host American Idol. Episode thirteen, Let's Go Buffalo. Episode fifteen, Gordon Bombay is a bad dude. Episode 16, Beer Fellas. Episode 19, Super Power Hour. Episode 21, How Well Do You Know the Boys? And episode 25, Very Nice. I know it's like picking your children, Ben. I imagine this could not have been easy for you, but what did you end up going with? Yeah, for me, this was definitely the toughest category. I think, and it might be even tough now, I don't even truly remember. I'm not 100%, but I think... I chose what I chose at the Havsey Awards, and I went with uh, Guy Fieri should host American Idol because we had nothing planned for that one at all, and it somehow worked. And that one uh, might be one of the few I actually remember, so I'll go with that one. So for me, this was this is very hard. I was just going through like the pictures, like the title fucking pictures, and I almost voted for episode thirteen, "Let's Go Buffalo," because I saw a picture of Josh Allen, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" <laughs> um. I don't actually remember what I picked. I think I was torn between the Guy Fieri, the How Well Do You Know the Boys, and Beer Fellas for the same reason. When I was scrolling through the pictures, I saw a six-pack of Labatt, and it got me pretty excited. Um, I think I went with Beer Fellas, if I'm being honest, just because I loved that episode, and I think we need to do that again, play a drinking game on the podcast. That's like voting for yourself, Bob, because that was your hosting episode. That was the most fun I had, because I was so (laughs) fucking drunk. (laughs) Uh, we did get pretty drunk on that one. That was a good one. I am pretty sure I ended up going with the Let's Go Buffalo one. I do, uh, using the thumbnails as well, I remember that we talked about Peacock in that episode, and that was you know a pretty interesting news topic, new streaming service. We got to talk about all the movies that were made and set in Buffalo, and then we watched a movie that I probably would not have watched if it weren't for the podcast. Absolutely. And it ended up being a... a decent enough movie that I wasn't upset about watching it. So I felt like that was a a little bit different one. And ultimately, I believe I voted for episode 13, Let's Go Buffalo. So it sounds like we were split. Hopefully uh, the Academy wasn't as indecisive as we were. Let's see what the best episode of the Big Movie Boys podcast award goes to. Accepting it on behalf of the Big Movie Boys is Bob Liebel Episode 16, Beer Fellas, the clear winner. What? Wow, congratulations, Bob. Five. Wait, what? I'm I'm assuming Gary voted for it for the uh, same reasons I did, the Labatt Blue and also Goodfellas on the cover. He probably just saw that and got excited. And I'm assuming you put a gun to Liz's head and made her vote for it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll accept it (laughs) for us, guys. You know what we should do? We should redo that entire podcast. Do the exact same thing. We'll just get drunk and talk about Goodfellas again. Maybe on the year anniversary we can we can come back to that one. Beer back. fellas, beer fellas too. 
Ben, you wanted to give us our next category? Yeah, next category was uh, Best Discovery of 2020. So uh, for this one, we chose movies and TV shows that came out before 2020 that we only watched for the first time in 2020. So uh, what do you have? Seven. We had seven options here. We had The Americans, uh, which was a, sh- a TV show on FX from 2013 to 2018. Castlevania, never heard of that show. Still on today. I'm assuming Bob put that one on there. The it's Great British Baking Show, which Bob didn't even know the title of until Jeremy had to look that one up. There's discrepancy the le- <laughs> based on the country. <laughs> the Legend of Korra, which we obviously talked about. Mindhunter, uh, The Prestige, and Shutter Island. So, uh, Jeremy, what'd you, what'd you end up putting for this one? Uh, what did I end up putting for this one is a great question. Uh, <laughs> I, I contributed the most nominees to this category. And then ultimately, I'm pretty sure I landed on Mindhunter for as much as I really liked The Prestige and Shutter Island, as well as The Legend of Korra. The prospect of there being more Mindhunter in the future to come back and watch made me very excited. So I ended up voting for Mindhunter. What about you, Bob? Um, part of me thinks I put Castlevania because I nominated it, and it's a really good show, and I like it. And now that I'm looking at it, for some reason, I feel like I might have put The Prestige, even though I didn't see the movie. Um, the category, though, for the best discovery is the reason I think I might have put The Prestige, because I didn't even know this movie exists, and I'm very excited to watch it. have not seen it yet, obviously, but uh, I didn't know it existed, so I consider that the best discovery. So I think I actually voted for The Prestige, a movie I have not seen. That's interesting, because for me, this was uh, the toughest category uh, going in, but it came down to the prestige in Mindhunter. Mindhunter is something I knew about before 2020. I think, Jerry, you hadn't seen it before, but I had also never heard of the prestige like Bob for somehow, and I call myself a, a Christopher Nolan fan, but I, I just went with what I like better, and it ended up being Mindhunter. So I went with Mindhunter as well, Jerry. Interesting. Yeah, I loved The Prestige, but Mindhunter is like a better version of Criminal Minds, which obviously, Jerry, you, you love Criminal Minds, but Mindhunter is like the Academy Award winning version of that. And uh, while we're on the topic, some breaking news, exclusive Big Movie Boys news, the final three seasons of Criminal Minds are now on Hulu as of the new year. So, Wow. Is it still on Netflix? The first 12 seasons are. <laughs> That's weird. The last three seasons have not been on anything. They are now on Hulu. It is a torturous experience watching a TV show on Hulu, but I'm doing it for Criminal Minds. Congratulations, Jer. Well, let's see what the other Academy members said. This one, this one could be, this could be a tie. Oh, and I'm very pleased to announce that it is a tie, a three-way yes! tie, Bob, just yes! what you would want between yes! The Legend of Korra, The Americans, and Mindhunter. Wow. Okay, that means we have some work to do here. We do. Well, I'm going to go, because I haven't seen Mindhunter. I also want to see it, though. Um, I'm going to go Cora. Jeremy, we both voted for... We are the two votes for Mindhunter. Could, this, could we uh, have a three-way tie, though? Um, at the risk of you going rogue here, I'm going to double down on Mindhunter. As good as Legend of Cora was, and I very much enjoyed it, I'm... I'm going to double down on Mindhunter. Yeah, this one's tough. Uh, I like all three of these things. Having seen all of The Legend of Korra, all of Mindhunter, and six episodes of The Americans, I'm going to have to go ahead and give it to The Americans. 
give our first three-way tie because yes! that show is it, it's going to be really good. And I discovered it in 2020. I'm using Bob's criteria. I'm going with the Americans. Well, there you have it. it. Our first, not only a tie, but our first three-way tie of the evening. Unfortunately, there are no more Big Movie Boys to consult with, so I think these results will have to stand. That's that's tough, but congratulations to all three. Very well deserved. Absolutely love it. Love to hear that. Um, I guess we'll move on to our next category. Hoping this one's a three-way tie as well. Uh, this category <laughs> is Most Anticipated Show in 2021. The nominees are Barry, Season 3, Better Call Saul, Season 6, have you, I've Lord never of the heard Rings. of that show. I, I, neither have I. I <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the Amazon Prime uh, TV series, Mandalorian Season 3, Stranger Things Season 4, Succession Season 3, and WandaVision Season 1. Ben, which one did you end up voting for on this? This one actually was tough for me. I was torn between Barry and Better Call Saul, my two uh, nominations. I ended up going with Better Call Saul because I don't shut the fuck up about it on this podcast, and I would be a bad representative of the show if I then chose Barry over it. But I, I am excited for both, but Better Call Saul was my choice. I'm happy that you did vote for that, because if not, that would have been very off-brand. But, uh, Jeremy, which one did you vote for? I'm really struggling to remember. It was between Mandalorian and Stranger Things Season 4. Um... I think I ended up voting for The Mandalorian, riding the high from Season 2. I'm really looking forward to where they move forward with it. And then I think my other reasoning was that Stranger Things Season 4, as much as I'm excited for it and I'm hopeful for it, I'm afraid that Stranger Things might be kind of overstaying its welcome. Hmm, interesting. I, uh... That's definitely a fear of mine. I ended up voting for Stranger Things season four just because I, you know, wasn't even realizing that they had a new season coming out in 2021. That show is awesome. I think I can't believe it's been on like how many years has it has it been since it came out. I'm very looking forward to rewatching that whole thing before season four starts. So I went with Stranger Things, but uh, I guess we'll see what the Academy has to say. And it looks like for the most anticipated show in 2021, we have Better Call Saul. Yes. With four votes. Wow. You have to bribe I, I for that, man. I you have to bribe for that. <laughs> I know we got my brother to vote for it because uh, he likes the show as well, but I'm surprised we got two other ones, to be honest. I was thinking there'd be a tie here, but I am. I will gladly accept this award on behalf of the Better Call Saul team. I, I'm shocked. I would not have predicted that. I really I think we need to recount. <laughs> All right, well, let's move right from anticipated shows into the most anticipated movie in 2021. The nominees include A Quiet Place Part 2, Black Widow, F9, The King's Man, The Many Saints of Newark, No Time to Die, Promising Young Woman, and Spider-Man 3. Mostly movies that were supposed to come out this past year, hopefully will come out this next year. Ben, which of these would you say you're most anticipating? Yeah, this was a tough category for sure. Uh, F9 was one of the ones that I was thinking about. The Many Saints of Newark. I've been so excited about that ever since Bob mentioned it last week. Uh, Is that sarcasm? (laughs) (laughs) Just a hint of sarcasm. Uh, For me, personally, I went with A Quiet Place 2. I loved the first A Quiet Place. And just the fact that it was filmed in Buffalo 
has me excited enough to see it. That was my my choice. For me, I went with Many Saints of Newark. I am so fucking jacked up for this movie. Um, I'm going to have to be spending a little bit of time indoors the next uh, few days. So I think that's the perfect time for to restart uh, watching The Sopranos for the third time. So, yeah, very excited for Many Saints of Newark. That was my pick. Uh, there, there's a lot of these that I could pick. Most of these I will probably see in theaters if that is you know permissible at the time of these actually coming out. Uh, I kind of narrowed it down between Spider-Man 3 and F9. Uh, I did, however, vote for F9 because I want to temper my expectations for Spider-Man 3. I don't want to go in too excited. Whereas for F9, I don't think there is a level of excitement no, where that movie could possible. let me down. It's not possible. That trailer alone. Even if they just show that trailer, if I pay full ticket price and they just play that three and a half minute trailer, worth it for me, honestly. If there's anything in that movie that isn't in the trailer, then that's going to be the greatest movie ever made. But those are just my thoughts. We need to see how the Academy voted for most anticipated movie in 2021. And of course, why wouldn't it win? F9 is the Damn most it. anticipated. Wow. Deservingly so. Deservingly not so. Expecting that. Can you can you announce the number of votes? Uh, that is with three. Three votes. So it got thirty three percent of the vote and it took it home. Uh, congratulations, F Clearly a very split category amongst the Academy. Alright, our next category, one I'm very excited about, worst show or movie from this past year. We have thirteen reasons why season four. The Floor is Lava, the first season. Hopefully the last. Hubie Halloween. That shouldn't be on here. <laughs> Scoob. Space Force Season 1, which I know Bob was very high on before it came out. Spencer Confidential. And Wonder Woman 1984, making a last-ditch effort on this list. Uh, Bob, what did you end up voting for? Space Force. That show fucking sucked. <laughs> Easy right. as that. Uh, that's all Easy I got to say about that. <laughs> Jeremy, what was your vote? Uh, I certainly considered Space Force. Uh, that, Scoob, and Floor's Lava were all like so bad that I couldn't finish them. Uh, but ultimately, there's only one thing on this list that I think makes the world a worse place for it existing, and that is yes. 13 Reasons Why. I, I think we could have all predicted that one. Uh, I... I think I've seen everything on here besides Scoob. Have, what about you, Bob? Did you see everything on here besides Scoob? Or? I haven't seen Scoob, um, and I haven't seen Floor is Lava or 13 Reasons Why. Jeremy has told me enough about it that I feel like I've seen the show. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Have you seen everything then? Um, I have seen, yeah, everything, at least a little bit of it. Yeah, so I didn't finish Floor is Lava. I didn't finish. I watched like parts of 13 Reasons Why because my girlfriend was watching it. And then Space Force, I could not finish. But my vote ended up going with 13 Reasons Why, similar to Jeremy. It's, for what it's trying to be, it's trying to be so serious. And then it, when you, spoiler alert, when you randomly give uh, a main character AIDS for no reason at the end, it's not going to help your show. So uh, that's why I voted for 13 Reasons Why. So for the worst show or movie, Bob, you're going to be excited for this. We have a tie. Yes! Between 13 Reasons Why and Space Force. So uh, I'll give it to Jeremy first. But, uh, each time we've had a tie, me and Jeremy have agreed. And, but let's see what ends up happening here. Uh, Jeremy, your vote? I'm, I'm doubling down on 13 reasons why. If I could vote four more times for it, I would. 
Bob. I am keeping Space Force. That show fucking sucks. As much as I would want to do a double cross like I did earlier, I'm going to have to stay with 13 Reasons Why because that show's terrible. Space Force, also terrible, but I love Steve Carell too much to vote against him on this one. So congrats to 13 Reasons Why. Look out for that bimbo coming in the mail. And if I'm not mistaken, 13 Reasons Why Season 4 won Best TV Show at the Habsy. So at least we're consistent. <laughs> oh, That's great. Well, Is that true, Jer? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have officially reached the halfway point of the show. How do you think it's going so far, boys? Spectacular. Yeah, I'm, I've been loving this. Great evening. So uh, before we move on to our second half of categories here, we wanted to take a second, reflect on the year, in a little segment we're calling Cringe Memoriam. Now, there's a lot of very cringy moments from actors, from entertainers, from companies. A lot of, you know, cringy stuff happened this past year, and we would like to memorialize it. Let's start with one of the classics, one of the early COVID lockdown classics, Gail Gadot and company singing Imagine, and suddenly the world was cured. Yeah, this only just ages worse and worse. <laughs> it's just <laughs> every day that, that COVID is still out there, it's just this video is so much worse. Yeah, and we did the, I think we did, had an actual category for this at the Havsies, but just thinking about this one, it, it makes me cringe so bad. It is oh, so it's... rough to watch. I didn't go back and rewatch it, but now I'm just replaying it in my head, and it's just like the the inability to see like why this wouldn't work is just astonishing. I love it so much. And uh, on that same note, another one from the uh, whatever we called that category from the Habsy. This might have been the potential winner when uh, Vanessa Hudgens couldn't go to Coachella. <laughs> this is my favorite moment of the year. I actually know that this one, the Habsy. Um, yeah, this is my favorite moment of the fucking year. I love that she was just <laughs> pissed off. Because you know what? She just wanted to go to Coachella, and this fucking virus just ruined it for her. Yeah, I just imagine, like, your favorite time of the year, and then a pandemic comes in, sweeps by, and just kills hundreds of thousands of people. Wouldn't you just be so pissed that you couldn't go to your favorite concert? And you I can't know, go to Coachella. It would bum me the fuck out. So, I, honestly, I feel for Vanessa Hudgens on this one. That was, yeah, I'm with Bob. Maybe the best moment of the year. <laughs> I fucking like to think about it often. Another contender, best moment of the year. It was here, and then it was gone, but we remember you, Quibi. And we remember the way that you blamed a pandemic for being the reason why a new streaming service was unsuccessful. <laughs> this is wild because our podcast lasted longer than Quibi. I think, and we might have more viewers than Quibi. I can't officially comment on that but i'm pretty sure that's accurate we spent so much fucking time talking about fucking <laughs> quibi and i can't believe we still are if i have my way we will never not talk about quibi <laughs> it, it appears that that is your life's goal jeremy is to talk about quibi as much as possible uh another strong uh moment that I don't think you guys were too familiar with was when Letitia Wright was wrong about vaccines going on a a few tweets questioning the coronavirus vaccine, just kind of being a little anti-vax in general, and then not understanding why people were mad at her. Yeah, celebrities, uh, just because they're famous doesn't mean they're smart. 
Yeah, I didn't even know about this one, but I love a great story where people not understanding huge problems in the world and then acting like they didn't do anything wrong. I love it. And speaking of people who didn't do anything wrong, our final mention is uh, Kevin Spacey's Christmas suicide prevention video slash threat. <laughs> this one's the hardest one to watch because I'm genuinely scared to comment on it. So, like, I'm pretty sure Kevin Spacey listens to this podcast and anything we say he will hear and we're all in agreement that we're pretty sure kevin spacey has killed people so that's as far as i'm willing to comment on that one maybe maybe we should cut this part yeah i was gonna about to say or i was about to say the same thing ben i don't really want to say anything about this so uh... <laughs> how about this we'll say watch the video and you come to your own conclusions <laughs> because if you watch it you will also not feel comfortable talking about it all right, that was a, just a little reflection on 2020. I know we're all fans of the uh, Vanessa Hudgens one, but I think uh, these are all moments in time that we can look back on and all cringe together. Let's move on to our second half of the evening. Bob, let's get right into our next category. All right, and with that, the next category is Best Trailer. The nominees are The Devil All the Time, F9, Tenet, and Wonder Woman 1984. Jeremy, what was your pick for this category? No hesitation, F9. I would have voted for it 18 times if I could have. That trailer alone got me to watch nine movies in this franchise. I don't even know why I wasted my time asking you. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Ben, what did you end up picking for this one? Uh, This was a tough one for me. I, like, looking at all these right now even, I'm like, I don't even know if I would pick the same one. I ended up going with the devil all the time because the the same reason delusions won me over at the at the beginning that that uh trailer just got me so excited for that movie it didn't get me excited to watch nine movies so i can see why jeremy would vote for f9 18 times but devil all the time was my vote for this one yeah i also went with devil all the time this trailer like just thinking about it right now gets me excited i will never forget the first time i watched it the way i felt so i absolutely want devil all the time probably one of my favorite movies of the year but let's see what the Academy says. Um, and the winner for Best Movie Trailer is actually a tie between Devil All the Time and F9. So I have a feeling Jeremy somehow got in here and fudged the votes. <laughs> if I had but, fudged uh, the yeah. votes, F9 would have had 15 votes. <laughs> well, we got a tie. My favorite part of the evening. Uh, another tie. What are we going to go with here? I think... Obviously, I'm going to vote for Devil all the time again because I just went on a a mini rant about how much I loved it. So where does that leave us, boys? I'm voting for F9. And Ben? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Jared. Devil all the time is going to win this one uh, because the trailer is good, but I only remember one scene of it at this point, whereas Devil all the time, I also remember one scene, (laughs) and it's the delusion (laughs) scene, and I love it more. So I'm going with Devil all the time. And with that, the best trailer of 2020 is The Devil All the Time. Mr. Pattinson is cleaning up this year at the, at the bimbos. Who I have a feeling guessed. we'll see a lot more of him later. Strange that uh, The Devil All the Time is the best trailer of 2020. However, F9 is the best trailer of all time. So not sure how the math works out on <laughs> that one. but That's interesting. Next category for the bimbos is Best Comedy Special. Probably the one I'm least qualified to vote on, but the nominees are 23 Hours to Kill by Jerry Seinfeld, 
846 by Dave Chappelle. Alive from New York from Pete Davidson. Ball Hog by Tom Segura. Hey Big Boy by Burt Kreischer. And Zero Fricks Given by Kevin Hart. I'll say right off the top, I've only seen one of these, and that is the reason I voted for 846 by Dave Chappelle. What about you, Ben? I have seen two of these, and just even looking at the all the nominees, I would have still picked it. I also chose Dave Chappelle. I watched the, is it not Zero Fucks Given, I thought? There's, are we, are there's asterisks, Pete? so I, assume, oh, gotcha. I assumed it meant Fricks, but it could have been Fucks. I, I'm not sure. Gotcha. Okay, that is tough to tell, but I I went with Dave Chappelle just because uh, he's my favorite comedian. So Bob, what'd you end up picking? Um, I've also only seen two of these. I saw Dave Chappelle eight forty six, and I actually saw Pete Davidson's Alive from New York. Uh, real interesting category for us here, um, since nobody's seen any of these. But <laughs> I went with, I went with Dave Chappelle just because I, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, Dave Chappelle was my pick. Well, we'll have to see if the Academy was a little bit more well versed in comedy specials this year than we were. The Academy voted Best Comedy Special to be Dave Chappelle's 846. Congrats to us. Is that the first one we've all agreed on? I think so. I think it might have been. And uh, it won with four votes, so only one other person agreed with us, but it's enough enough to win the category. All right. Our next category, as long as I'm following this correctly, is Best Documentary. We had some good ones this year, starting with Athlete A. Class Action Park, The Last Dance, McMillions, The Social Dilemma, and then this one I haven't heard of, I don't know about you, Tiger King. So, uh, Bob, what did you end up putting for here? Very, very torn between Tiger King and The Last Dance. I've said before that I think Tiger King has got too popular and now it's kind of played out. But when I looked at this name... Tiger King written on this ballot. I just brought me back and I was like, holy shit, that was one of the craziest things I've ever watched in my life. So it was a tough choice, but I ended up going with the last dance because Jesus set me awesome. up there. It it was <laughs> fucking awesome. I love the last dance. Jeremy, what about you? Uh yeah, this one was tough. I I ended up watching all of these. Um and I, I mentioned Athlete A last week as being just a really well put together probably the easily the best feature length documentary in this category um but i'm gonna just repeat the same thing i said at the Havsies. it was between the last dance and tiger king for me and as good as the last dance was even to me someone who didn't very much care about basketball at all prior to watching this i do think tiger king exposed a completely new idea new types of people to a broad audience, whereas The Last Dance just kind of uh, filled in some missing pieces. But people already knew the story, you know, to some degree. So for that reason, I went with Tiger King. Yeah, this one was definitely tough for me as well. It, obviously, it came down to the last two that you guys are talking about, The Last Dance and Tiger King. And for this one, I actually don't remember what I picked. I think I might have picked The Last Dance. And uh, But I'm not totally sure, because I think at the last second I almost talked myself into Tiger King. So uh, I'm excited to see what the, the Academy says, because I actually don't remember. So let's, let's go to the Academy, see what they said. The best documentary, now making me think I chose The Last Dance, because that is our winner with five votes. So I think I, want, I, think I went with that one. That's fitting. I think that, I think that is probably the best one. I'm, I'm sure Tiger King got four votes. That was probably our closest one. Yeah, I would agree. 
yeah, I'm not not surprised. Um, actually, I'll I'll say I'm a little surprised Tiger King didn't win, but and we don't have the full results here. I would not be surprised if Tiger King got the other four votes. I think you're probably I, right. I'm yeah. now intrigued because I think I was the swing vote, and the fact that I didn't remember, um, I wish I would have remembered. Yeah, it will always be a mystery, Ben. But <laughs> there's uh, no way of ever finding out. <laughs> never ever. There's nothing we can do about it. Um. Moving on to the next category. The next category is Best Limited Series. The nominees are The Haunting of Bly Manor, Middle Ditch and Swartz, The Outsider, and The Queen's Gambit. I'll just start it off by saying that I have not seen any of these. <laughs> um, Ooh, I'm very interested to see what you voted for. I, I voted for The Queen's Gambit because out of everything on this list, I think that is the one that I'm most likely... All of these are, are interesting, and I think they probably are all good i mean they're nominated for a bimbo award they have to be good but uh that's probably the one i would check out first would be the queen's gambit so that's why i voted for that uh jeremy what about you i've pushed very hard for all of these on the podcast Yes, i think these are all things that you nominated right i I have no idea what jeremy's gonna say for this one yeah i mean i mean truthfully like i could have gone any single way on each of these um you know, Ben Ben has struggled in some of these categories here tonight. This is the one I think I struggled with the most. Ultimately, I believe I chose the Queen's Gambit, and maybe any day I could have picked any of these four. But as good as they all were, I think the Queen's Gambit Gambit was nearly flawless in its execution. I think it was. If I'm looking at them all objectively, I think it it's probably the best and deserving of my vote here. I hope there's a tie then, and you have to choose between this and something else again, man. What did you What did you end up picking here, Ben? Yeah, so I've seen the Haunting of Bly Manor and uh, Middle Ditch and Swords, but this was a tough one for me as well because I know the Queen's Gambit is so popular. So I almost went with that actually, but I ended up going with Middle Ditch and Schwartz because I feel like it wasn't going to get any votes, so I wanted to give it its due because I didn't want to. I didn't want to vote for Haunting of Bly Manor. I thought it was good, but I didn't. I th- I think I would have been falling into the trap of recency bias, so I went with uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Okay. Very interested to see what the result is. And the bimbo for best limited series goes to the Queen's Gambit. Ah, I was hoping for a tie. I was too, buddy. I'm always rooting for a tie. (laughs) I think this is uh, deserving of the award, and if this isn't enough motivation to get you guys to watch it, then I don't know what could possibly be enough motivation for you you're right yeah bimbo will make a lot of people watch this show so congratulations to the queen's gambit all right we are uh getting into some of the more difficult categories for me the next one being best television series the nominees include better call saul season five the boys season two dave season one how to with john wilson season one Love is Blind, Season 1, The Mandalorian, Season 2, and Schitt's Creek, Season 6. Ben, how did you even process this category? This is such a tough category, because obviously Better Call Saul is one of my favorite shows, but then even I just watched How To with John Wilson this week, and I, Jeremy even texted me, do you want to switch my vote? And I, I had to think about it. And then just looking at Love is Blind, the picture we have up, I'm the fans don't get to see the picture I'm looking at right now of Jessica. 
drinking wine. <laughs> Massacre drinking wine. <laughs> Honestly, it was so hard between like that. And I know my parents will be disappointed that I didn't end up uh, picking Shit's Creek. So this ended up becoming down to Love is Blind and Better Call Saul. And as even right now that I'm like, hanging out with you guys, maybe I would have picked Love is Blind for the joke, but I ended up going with Better Call Saul season five. What about you, Bob? Could you yeah. could you help yourself to not vote for Messica? No no jokes here. I stone cold seriously voted for uh, <laughs> Love is Blind. Probably one of my well, actually, it probably is my favorite television series of 2020. I fucking love everybody on that show. I follow <laughs> all of them on Instagram. I keep up with everything they're doing. I freaking I don't know. I I've said it before, I might be a Love is Blind super fan. And Holy fucking shit. I watched the fuck out of that show. I loved it. I just hope the rest of the Academy agrees with me and votes in Love is Blind as the best show of 2020. I would be shocked if that's the case. I I could not be happier (laughs) if that happened. Uh, Believe it or not, Love is Blind, not really even uh, in contention for my vote here. That show is nothing without Messica. Uh, That being said... I well first I kind of compared like Dave and How To with John Wilson the kind of you know comedy shows and between those two I ended up leaning towards How To with John Wilson and then I kind of went back and forth between The Boys and Mandalorian kind of like the scripted narratives and as good as Mandalorian season two is and it's such a huge step up from season one I think The Boys season two it tries to do more and it executes on everything it tries to do almost perfectly the entire time. And for that reason, I I had to go with the boys. But I will say that this is the category I spent the most time going back and forth on. That, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I wouldn't have been able to guess yours either again, Jer. I could have guessed Bob's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, no one was really surprised by Bob's vote here. <laughs> but let's see if we can be surprised by the Academy's response for best television series, Better Call Saul. Yes. What? With three votes, Bob, yes. I need to know how many Love is Blind got. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't inch up to three. It must have been at two. I voted four times for it, so they must not have went through. <laughs> we have a very strict voting uh, process, Bob. I am shocked by uh, all the Better Call Saul love that the Academy has been giving today. I am loving it. Wow. Ben put a gun to half the Academy's <laughs> head. I feel validated. Wow. I, I'm surprised, but, you know, of all the shows in this category, that's one of the only ones I haven't seen. So maybe maybe all these bimbos will finally get me around to watching it. I mean, no one has previously suggested I watch it before, but <laughs> that's fucked. this is making me reconsider. Our next category is for Best Actress. This is, this is a good one. I've seen maybe one of these things. It starts off with Amanda Seyfried in Mank, Anya Taylor-Joy from The Queen's Gambit, Carol Baskin from The Tiger King, Elizabeth Moss, The Invisible Man, Margot Robbie, Birds of Prey, Maria Bakalova from Borat, and Victoria Pedretti from The Haunting of Bly Manor. Bob, where did you end up leaning for this one? I... Do not fucking remember for the life of me which <laughs> one of these I voted for. Um, so I'm going to do it on the fly. I think it'd probably be between Carol Baskin and Tiger King and Maria Bakalova in Borat. Just because 
I don't know. I think she was good in that movie. Um, shit. I think I'm gonna go Carol Baskin. Obviously, it's Bob, been said a million times. This vote now. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's been said a million times. Carol Baskin is acting as a woman who did not murder her husband. <laughs> it's one of the best acting jobs of all time. Jeremy, what about you? I mean, yeah, we've said that about Carol before, and it, this is a role that she continues to play on and off camera, which is why I respect <laughs> her for it. But uh, she's a method actor. I do believe that I voted for Anya Taylor-Joy in The Queen's Gambit. However, I was very conflicted. Amanda Seyfried was very good in Mank. Maria Bakalova, for her first ever like movie appearance, her character in Borat, like, I can't even imagine trying to jump into that. But, yeah, I, I, ended, I ended up continuing my, uh, my Queen's Gambit voting here with Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, for me, this was tough. Uh, it was between Carol Baskin and Maria Bakalova. Because yeah, as you guys have alluded to, like Carol Baskin is was born to play this role. I don't I don't know if anyone else could play that role. And she's living it on and off screen. I ended up leaning towards Maria Bakalova because that was that seems like a really tough role to do as your first thing ever. Whereas Carol Baskin, she grew up playing this character. Maria Bakalova had to learn how to just randomly play this character. So I ended up leaning towards her. But let's see what the Academy ended up with. This one, I'm I'm excited to see what they said for this one. And Bob, you are in luck. We have a tie for best actress, yes. but not but not between who you would be thinking. Now it's between who? Anya Taylor Joy and Carol Baskin. Oh wow, wow! Jeremy got three votes in there, huh? That's good for him. Jeremy, we'll start with you then. Are you going to change your vote to Carol Baskin? Man, I believe I believe Carol Baskin won the Havsy or the Havsy for uh, best actress as well. So it would be a letdown if she lost. She is defending her title. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say Carol Baskin, best actress. All right, Bob, what do you what do you say? You're going to switch it to someone who you uh, have not seen act before. Oh, man, this is a tough category for me. But, you know, all the talk about it, I think I'm switching. I'm going to go with the best actress oh is Anna Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Wow. I, I don't like the pressure that you just put on me. That's tough. I, I think I've broken every single tie. Uh, I'm going to have to... I obviously voted for Maria Bakalova, so my, my vote's out of there, but I'm going to have to give it to Carol Baskin for murdering her husband and pretending she did not do that. Because I don't think many people could do that, but shout out to her. Congratulations, Carol, for defending your title. Well, now we're moving on to possibly... I'm not even going to say possibly. This is definitely the best category of the night. A lot of heavy hitters in this one. That category, of course, is the best actor. And the nominees are Anthony Starr, The Boys, Gary Oldman in Mank, John David Washington in Tenet, the one, the only, motherfucking Mark Wahlberg in Spencer Confidential, Robert Pattinson in The Devil All the Time, Robert Pattinson in Tenet, (laughs) and Tom Holland in The Devil All the Time, Ben, who did you end up going with on this one? This is a tough one. Yeah, this was the toughest one. I thought about Anthony Starr because I haven't seen any of any episodes of The Boys. Decided not to go with him. This was tough between Tenet and Devil all the time. That's basically what it came down to. And... What's Robert Pattinson performance do you like more? 
And that's uh, not where I went, though, Bob. I went with Tom Holland because I thought he had to do more things than Robert Pattinson, and I thought he was better in it. And so I went with Tom Holland double all the time. Damn. Jeremy, so who I, you got? I feel bad because Robert's sitting right next to me. It crushes me to say that while he's sitting right <laughs> oh. next to me. Uh, we're sorry, Robert. Uh, th- this was a very, very difficult category for me. Uh, I did like a lot of these performances. I hope we didn't screw over in front of the show Robert Pattinson by splitting the votes for him You know, between two movies here. That could have happened. Um, and I agree with you, Ben. I was very close to going with Tom Holland as well. Um, but ultimately, I know I'm probably going to be the only one to vote for him, but I voted for Gary Oldman in Mank. He's so good, and especially when you consider in one of our Lost episodes, we watched Air Force One, and Gary Oldman plays the bad guy in that movie. Gary Oldman's got to be one of the greatest living actors. He is so damn good in everything he does. He has some great range, but Jeremy, I'm going to go ahead and give you some breaking news. He did not win this award. No way he won. No. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, that's a good waste of a vote right there, (laughs) but... (laughs) For me, I went with uh, it was it was between the two Robert Pattinsons, and I went with The Devil All the Time. I would we'd have to do a whole separate episode to why I picked him in that movie. I fucking love that son of a bitch. Um, this so, is yeah, interesting because if he gets like, us. what if he gets like three votes for Devil All the Time and like two for Tenet? That should almost be five votes. Yeah, I feel like if if he doesn't win it, then we will have to look at it because, yeah, this seems a little unfair. I think Jeremy just wanted Gary fucking Oldman to win, so he decided to put two (laughs) Rob Pats on here. Um, But I guess without further ado, let's find out who it is. The bimbo for best actor goes to a tie between John David Washington and Tom Holland. Wow. 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 Jeremy, you you accomplished it. You fucked Rob. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. Well, I don't even want to vote anymore. It's only possible that he got two votes if we're doing some quick math because there's six votes right there. Jeremy voted for Mank. So there's only one other vote out there that we don't know. And we don't know if it's uh, for Robert Pattinson. It could be for Anthony Starr. We, we do not know. Or Mark Wahlberg. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we got to pick a fucking winner then. <laughs> uh, then who are you going to go between John David Washington and Tom Holland? Who are you picking? Do not go to me. I break every tie, Bob. That's true. <laughs> Let me go back to Jeremy. Uh, this is tough. This is very difficult, but for the same reasons Ben said earlier, I think I'm going to go with Tom Holland. Uh, I think he was very impressive. I did not see Spider-Man at all when watching that movie. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, John David Washington. Ben, who do you have for the tiebreaker? Oh, my God. It's killing me. I I would love to switch it, and I would love to keep Tom Holland because I voted for him. And I'd love to switch it to Robert Pattinson, but I'm not allowed to. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with The Devil All the Time. I'm going to stick with it. Tom Holland, that movie was great. And I think he had to do a little more than John David Washington had to. So congratulations to Tom Holland. Well, uh, I mean, I feel a little bad for Robert Pattinson, but two nominations in a bimbo's category, you know, that can't That can't equals be one win. It might as well. Yeah. In my heart, uh, the Academy got this one wrong. So <laughs> I... 
Well, congratulations to Tom Holland. Boys, are you ready for the final category of the evening? We've had a lot of good ones so far, but like all good award shows, we are going to end with Best Picture. We had 10 nominees for Best Picture, and those include Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, The Devil All the Time, Extraction, Hubie Halloween, The Invisible Man, Mank, The Outpost, Palm Springs, Soul, and Tenet. Ben, how much did you struggle with this category? Yeah, I think I spent three and a half hours on this one. This was the toughest one for me. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Hubie Halloween was in the worst movie or TV show category. So I'm a little surprised it made it. Unfairly, unfairly, by the way. (laughs) Uh, So for me, if we're really getting down to it, this was between Devil All the Time, Tenet, and uh, I haven't seen Soul. You guys have seen it, but after you voted, so I'm assuming that didn't win. But even Palm Springs made uh, my list. I ended up going with, I voted like kind of chalk, went with Devil All the Time. I, it basically edged out Tenet for my favorite movie of the year with like the acting and the, the movie itself. Jeremy, you gave me the book. I love the book. Uh, and the movie like is really similar to the book. It doesn't like fuck up. So I, I will end up going with, I ended up going with devil all the time. What about you, Bob? Uh, for me, Hubie Halloween is obviously up there, but, (laughs) um, I was looking at, it was between devil all the time and invisible man for me. Tenet was right there as well, but I think invisible man might've just slightly edged it out. If I watch Tenet a little more, that'll probably end up taking the cake, but we're voting in the here and now, which is also another problem because after I voted, I uh, ended up watching Soul. And if I could take my vote back, I would be possibly voting for Soul because I absolutely loved that fucking movie. But unfortunately, I didn't see it before I voted. I ended up going with The Devil All the Time. That movie's just absolutely incredible. It's got Tom Holland. It's got Robert Pattinson. It's just, it's just a great movie. And you know what? We've talked about it a lot on this episode, obviously. And it's been a while since we've talked about it. And I might just go back and watch it tonight, if I'm being honest. Because, boy, oh boy, do I love that. It's a real pick-me-upper, so I, I might watch yeah. it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Devil All the Time certainly made my short list. It was basically that, Mank, and Tenet. At the time of voting, I too watched Soul after voting. Really, really, really good movie. I don't think I would have changed my vote to it, but it certainly uh, outranked almost all of the other ones in this category. Including Hubie Halloween? That's shocking, because I remember you were high on that one, if I I remember correctly. I I, I might watch that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I, you know, described my love for Hubie Halloween in that episode, uh, unfortunately... Did not make my shortlist in this category. Uh, I figured I could throw a vote away to Mank if I really wanted to, but uh, we see how that worked out in the previous already, category. <laughs> I already did it once today. Um, so really it came down to The Devil All the Time and Tenet. I went back and forth a lot. Ultimately, I went with The Devil All the Time. Kind of surprised myself a little bit, but I think that that movie accomplishes absolutely everything it set out to do. Whereas uh, Tenet, also incredible. I feel like uh, maybe not as approachable, not as digestible. I don't know. There's a couple different reasons. But ultimately, it sounds like all three of us went with the devil all the time. That's like It's funny because like, I don't know about you guys, but when this, Jeremy, you made the list and when I was going through this, it was like tough. But 
like Devil All the Time just really stuck out as like it was just the best like movie. It, it, it was a better movie than Tenet within this year, and maybe over time Tenet will grow to be a better movie. But I don't know. We'll have to see what the Academy said. But I think we may have gotten this one right in a clean sweep, which is we don't always agree. I think this is the second no. time we've all agreed, but yeah, that's uh, I'm pretty intrigued by that that we all ended up picking this movie. I'm glad we all agreed, and I'm now I'm assuming Hubie Halloween won somehow. <laughs> well, let's see, let's see, let's put our faith in the Academy. Our last category of the evening, the bimbo for best picture of 2020, goes to. There's wow. a tie. Between Tenet oh, wow. and the Devil all the time. Shit. Do we even have to vote? I feel like it's kind of like an odd cop out because those three votes are us. So obviously, if we it comes have down to, to the vote. Top, we have to keep it as what it is, right? We're not. We gonna... have to vote. Well, let's let's just right. you know, for record keeping purposes, Bob. What is your your tie breaking vote here? Uh, the Devil all the time. All right, I'm gonna vote for Tenet. Ben, would you care to break the tie? Oh man, this this was my toughest category, uh, and I loved both these movies. I'm going to have to go with the Devil all the time. Congratulations to Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, everyone involved. An absolute great movie, well deserving of the bimbo, even if we're the only three people who think so. Yeah, I was surprised to see you change your vote. Thought you would have maybe uh, stuck with the uh, Devil all the time. Just wanted you to break the tie, Ben. <laughs> I think I broke six ties. <laughs> Perfect. All right, boys, what do we think? The first ever Bimbos is now complete. Any upsets, wow. any surprises? What do we think? Just retrospective of the night very quickly. We didn't have enough uh, Rob Pattinson. I, my biggest shock was that Hubie Halloween didn't win worst movie and best movie. Could have seen us going that way. I am... Uh... I'm pleased that Hubie Halloween didn't win anything. I'm okay with that. Ultimately, uh, I think it went very well. I would like to extend my thanks to the Academy who voted. I appreciate all them. I'd like to extend my thanks to everyone who listened. And uh, let's do it again next year, shall we, boys? Can't wait. If we're all still here? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for listening. And remember... You're all winners in our eyes. We'll see you next week.